Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Thursday, November 5th, 2020, and a fairly slow day inside the Big Ten yesterday. Not a lot of news, but always, as always, there was something to talk about. We'll get started as Ohio State continues their impressive recruiting run. Now, when Ryan Day was named the head coach after Urban Meyer decided to retire and they had a succession plan, I questioned whether or not Day was ready. Uh, There were two areas that Urban Meyer has just, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. And the reason being is he would recruit like none other. And on top of that, he would win like none other. Uh, multiple championships, a couple at Florida, one at Ohio State, uh, brought Utah from uh, a pretty much unknown, and he he changed the course of that program. And when he arrived at Ohio State, the expectations were massive, and rightfully so. You go to a powerhouse and you expect to win. And that's pretty much all Meyer did in his tenure at Ohio State. And when he gave the reins over today, uh, you know, Day was not an unknown, uh, but a little bit more of a, a, a couple question marks. Uh, you, you had to figure that with the Buckeyes, they weren't just going to be handing the reins over to somebody who they didn't feel comfortable with. And my biggest questions were, how would the transition be from going from offensive coordinator, QB coach, to the head guy? And how would recruiting continue? And the bar that Meyer set for recruiting at Ohio State was massively high, ridiculously high. Well, Ryan Day has not at least matched the bar, but in my estimation, he's brought it over the bar. And yesterday was just another addition to their 22 class in North Carolina tight end Benji Gosnell, 6'4", 225 pounds, a big-time offer list of Georgia, Florida, Louisville, Notre Dame, North Carolina, Penn State. So Gosnell is is their second tight end, their second tight end in that class. And to be honest with you, what's been so impressive, though, is – not quite what he has in the bank right now. When you look at, when I update on Mondays, the recruiting rankings, the Buckeyes have been sitting pretty in the 21 class for a very long time. They've either been, the last six months, they've either been number one in the country or number two. Currently number two, right behind Alabama, Nick Saban in Alabama. You know, they, they pretty much, win the recruiting national championship virtually every year. But what the Buckeyes have potentially got going in this 22 class is something different. So right now, at at this moment, they've got seven total commits. And they've got one one five-star, which would be... Gabe Powers, the in-state linebacker, and then they've got five four-stars and a three-star. Uh, one of the three-stars is the other tight end in the class, uh, 
Bennett Christian. All right. But it's not about that. I mean, that is fantastic. Great start and everything. But there's a kicker to this right now. Uh, I didn't let you know this uh, because I wasn't, I, you know, I, you know, some of the recruiting things, kids can change their minds so quickly, and that's exactly what happened. But the number one overall prospect in the country, Quinn Ewers, he's a quarterback out of Texas. The young man just recently decommitted from University of Texas. He was a Longhorn fan since he was a child. He always envisioned playing at home for the Longhorns. Well, as soon as he decommitted, uh, 247 Sports has a crystal ball. The crystal ball started to flow in for Ohio State. So he's the number one player in the country. And then, not only that, the number three player in the country, Domani Jackson, a cornerback out of California. The crystal ball started to flow in for him to become a Buckeye. And then Caleb Burton, a five-star receiver and top ten prospect out of Texas. Crystal ball started to roll in for him. Now, I'm not saying that the Buckeyes are necessarily going to get all of those guys. But just the, the fact that Ryan Day just continues to recruit at such a high level, it's just, you know, it, it's something that I didn't expect. And, you know, they continue to create a wider margin inside the Big Ten. Gus Snell's a great player. Look at his offer list. Well, and he can go pretty much anywhere in the country. You know, he was missing a couple of the real, real big offers. You know, the Alabamas, the Clemson. But that's really nitpicking. He could have pretty much went anywhere in the country. And he picked Ohio State. And they're out of state recruiting has been just phenomenal. Phenomenal. They get players from everywhere and... You know, it's just what they're doing and what Ryan Day is doing is setting up the program to be on top of the Big Ten for a number of years. Because the the one team that recruits at a fairly similar level to the Buckeyes was Penn State. And what did they do this past week? They showed that they have, that Ohio State has the depth. They have the depth. I mean, Penn State, they're very good. James Franklin, great recruiter. But what he hasn't quite done that, you know, Ryan Day has done, although, you know, you can also give a lot of credit to Urban Meyer. There are still uh, half, more than half of the team is Meyer recruits. But they helped recruit some of those players as well. And when you look at Penn State and what they've done, you know, they lost multiple running backs this year. You know, Journey Brown, Noel Kane. And so they're on their third string running back. Well, their third string running back isn't quite up to par. Then you look over there on the defensive side of things, and Michael Parsons opts out and decides not to play in this season. Do they have a guy that can step up and, and play at a high level right away? No, they don't the linebacker group struggled against Ohio State. And that's the measuring stick in the Big Ten, are the Buckeyes. 
and the gap continues to get larger and larger and larger. And it's just, it's, I, it's something that is just absolutely crazy because you thought the Buckeyes were good. They, they can be better, which is absolutely nuts. And once again, Ohio State gets a good one in North Carolina tight end Benji Gosnell. Uh, Penn State conducted 1,300 tests, 1,332 to be exact. Uh, they came out with 11 positives with three pending from last week's round of tests. So uh, it's looking pretty good for Penn State. Uh, they're doing a good job, um, unlike Wisconsin. And typically I don't like to really get into the rumor mill, but uh, there was a rumor that I thought that might be interesting to share. And that is the fact that there's a potential. So obviously Wisconsin's not going to play Purdue this week. So that's two weeks in a row. Last week they canceled Nebraska. This week it's Purdue. Their next game is for Michigan. Well, as I told you on Wednesday, yesterday, that there's potential that Wisconsin, if they miss this game, they've got the slimmest of margins now. If they miss this game, they're not eligible for a Big Ten championship. You need to have that six games. There are rumors going around that the Badgers could shut things down if they're unable to get the virus under control to play Michigan in a week and a half. Crazy, right? They'd opt out. They would opt out of the season. This is just a rumor, mind you. And... I hate, you know, going and spreading all these rumors and everything, but it's something that I think holds a little validity because there's big-time issues inside the program. Every time we check in with what they're doing, there's more cases and more cases. And so... You know, athletic director Barry Alvarez is stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's got a tough decision to make. And when you think about what could potentially happen, I mean, that's absolutely nuts. That's absolutely nuts. I I just, I don't think, I I honestly, I don't think that this is going to be the case. uh, Because especially in a year where it's pretty much a free year given to the NCAA, You want to get as many young players the experience as possible. This year doesn't count towards their eligibility, so you want to get that experience. So it doesn't make sense to me that Wisconsin would just shut it down. You know, I mean, already it's an indefinite no workouts right now that they've closed the facility as they try to get a hold of, you know, their COVID-19 breakout, which from reports, they have no idea how it started, but I just can't see that rumor being true, and, you know, I just thought it was interesting, but again, I I just, I don't see Wisconsin opting out of the season if they can't play against Michigan. I understand that, you know, one of their main goals of the year will be squashed, and that would be winning the Big Ten West and going to the Big Ten championship game, but... You know, for the sake of the players 
and everything that they've invested in trying to have a season. And I know that it's looking pretty bad with what's going on in Wisconsin, but I still feel like you know, they, they, they still owe it to the young men because they fought, for, they fought so hard to get on the field. If they can get it under control in four weeks, even if they're missing those games, I still think they owe it to the players to at least try and, and, and go forward with the rest of the season. But we'll continue to monitor the situation. Uh, we'll know more next week. You know, I mean, Paul Christ is uh, eligible to start coaching today. As long as he passes his tests, I guess we'll, we'll find out. Although, like I said, their facilities have been closed indefinitely right now. Uh, so Paul Chris can return to the team today. This is his, you know, his 10 days. But we'll see whether or not what happens. Uh, I think we'll get a little bit more information later this afternoon. And obviously, I'll tell it to you tomorrow when uh, we, we preview the games. And unfortunately, we won't be previewing a Wisconsin-Purdue game. I think that would have been a, a game that a lot of eyes would have been on. Personally, I would have really liked to see how David Bell would have done against Jim Leonard's defense. I think that would have been a fantastic matchup because all David Bell has done is torch the Big Ten so far this year. Everybody. Five touchdowns. So, uh, it, it's uh, it's an interesting rumor, but again, remember, it's just a rumor. All right, let's move on to uh, some basketball news. Ohio State got some pretty sobering news yesterday. Uh, Utah State transfer guard Abel Porter. Uh, early in the morning, uh, pretty pretty shortly after the podcast was dropped yesterday, it was announced that uh, he would miss the season due to non-COVID-related injury. And so you're like, yeah, you probably, uh, you know, he, he's opting out. Uh, you know, like I said, NCAA has given fall and winter athletes a free year. This year does not count towards their eligibility. So, you know, you kind of figured, all right, well, he's just, you know, he's opting out, which is, hey, it's a personal choice. If you don't feel comfortable, completely understand that. But that wasn't actually the fact. Later on in the day, Potter came out and made a statement. And uh, this one, this one's tough for him because I'm not going to lie. Uh, when you find out something like he found out, it's, uh, it's, it's life-changing, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, the Ohio State medical staff had found that Potter has a heart condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And, you know, that heart condition will force him to medically retire from playing basketball. And that's a, that's a tough one for Potter because you know, he was – you know, a, a guy that I, I think would have made, you know, a, a solid impact on Ohio State's team this year. I think, uh, you know, Coach Holtman really would have used him, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a game this year. But unfortunately for Potter, that's not going to be the case. He's going to have to medically retire. And you wish him well, uh, wish him the best, uh, because this is, it's difficult. And to be honest with you, uh, especially with everything that's going on right now um, with COVID-19, the, the fact that, uh, you know, the, the Big Ten was extremely 
extremely careful about the heart condition myochondritis uh, because that was something that uh, had shown up in, in multiple COVID-19 tests. They were concerned about it. And for Potter, this is, you know, this is terrible news. There is some good news out of it, though. Uh, doctors feel like he will live a, you know, a, a, a solid life. Uh, he just won't be able to play basketball. The the pounding of his heart uh, just won't be able to take that kind of action, you know. And it's unfortunate because, you know, it's something like this is taken away from him, but fortunate for Potter that he had the medical care at Ohio State for them to find it and for, um, you know, them to diagnose it because we would have hate to see an instance where, you know, he crumbles on the court and passes away, something to that effect. That would, that's worst case scenario right there. And uh, unfortunately for Potter, but, you know, it, it's, it is life and, you know, he's going to move on and, you know, it's, uh, it hurts, but, you know, for him, it's, uh, you know, a new chapter. So good luck to Abel Porter as he you know, moves away from basketball. Uh, one other quick note on the basketball side of things, the Julius Irving award watch list was released and there's some good solid big 10 representation on there. Uh, Michigan States, Aaron Henry, Maryland's Aaron Wiggins, Michigan's Isaiah Livers and Rutgers' Ron Harper Jr. all made the watch list for the best small forward in the country. So uh, that's a, a solid group of players right there. And uh, we'll continue to uh, you know update you on anything else on the basketball side of things as we are getting closer and closer to that season beginning. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, reviews, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great day, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.